Hello everyone and thank you for joining me on Culture Flow, the podcast where we discuss how culture moves through us and informs how we move through the world. My name is Laurentina Maliza. I am an intercultural specialist and personal development enthusiast and I'm here to help you become a great global citizen. Welcome to episode 10. I am very excited to be on episode 10. It feels like a milestone. So first off, I'd like to thank everyone for being uh, so supportive from episode 1. Thank you for your likes, your comments, your shares, um, and just, you know, being there and supporting, uh, supporting me. Um, I really, really, truly appreciate it. So as we come to episode 10 of Culture Flow, I thought it was a good opportunity to just um, to hit the reset button, meaning in a way trying to uh, dive in deeper into what this podcast is all about. So in episode one of Culture Flow, which you can go and listen to if you haven't already, we talked about definitions of culture and what would be the discussions uh, on the podcast. So on this episode, what we're going to do is to just dive deeper into what interculturality is and why we need to develop intercultural skills now more than ever. So in the broader sense, the word interculturality is defined as the interaction between people of different cultures. So as we spoke about back in episode one, don't forget to go back and listen to it if you need to, cultures are not always linked to a country or region. They can also be linked to a company, a family, a sport. We talk about um, sports culture. We talk about corporate culture and uh, other types of culture, cultures that we live around. So when people from different cultural background, people from different cultures meet, there are a few risks that can happen in the interaction. So my goal as an intercultural specialist is to be able to train people to make sure that these intercultural interactions are successful. So let me give you an example of two of the most frequent risks that we can face in intercultural relations. So the first one would be stereotyping. So let's face it. We all have a number of stereotypes in our minds about people from different cultures. For example, uh, let's talk about the typical one is about national cultures. Uh, Okay, let's say Germans are very rigorous, for example, is a typical stereotype that that we hear about. Another risk is culture shock. So culture shock tends to happen when we find ourselves immersed in a culture unfamiliar to us. And there are different phases phases to culture shock. So we might get into this a little deeper on another episode if if you'd like to. So to alleviate uh, these risks, we need to develop some intercultural skills. Here are some of the skills that we need to work on. So number one would be self-awareness. So self-awareness is very important in, to be honest, all types of relationships and interactions, 
but particularly when it comes to uh, intercultural relations, intercultural interactions. So a lot of us tend to believe that um, we are inherently able to just seam seamlessly adapt to any cultural environment or, or we simply do not recognize uh, that we have stereotypes or that we're going, we are going through culture shock. So it's important to be aware, it's important to be aware of the different ways in which we show up in the intercultural interaction and how our culture manifests in our behavior towards other, our perception, and the way that we will show up in the relationship. The second one would be observation. So it's very important to be able to observe how other people behave. Just sit back and observe. You don't have to react to everything. So see how the people interact with each other, how the interpersonal dynamics look, what the interpersonal dynamics look like. Let me give you an example. When you come into a new company, you get a feeling of what is the the culture, the company culture. So usually they can tell you about the culture, um, but most of the things that will be shared, for instance, um, the type of uh, clothes you need to wear, what is the dress code, um, the way that people speak to each other, is it very formal, informal, all of those things uh, can be shared with you when you start. Uh, but these are as we talked about, the tip of the iceberg for the culture. Everything that's underneath, you will have to discover on your own. And the first thing you'll need to do to be able to see it is to observe. Observe the way people greet each other. Are you going to go for the handshake or the hug? Or maybe kiss on the cheek, depending on where you are which company you're in, um, who are you going to greet and how, when do you greet people, do you come in in the morning and just start going to every single person and say good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. So um, it's very interesting to observe and then make your choice, make your, take your pick to be able to, to, to seamlessly, I would say, integrate the company. In this case a third one would be curiosity so ask questions to prevent misunderstandings this is very important for instance in the example I gave before uh, when you're going into a company if something seems unclear to you do not make assumptions or conclusions even when you're observing do not observe in order to just make assumptions and uh, quick judgments. The idea is to look at things and if there's something that seems unclear to you, ask the questions. Ask, find people to ask the questions to and start figuring out who will be the people who will be resourceful for you to be able to know some of the things that are um, under the layers of, of the culture. 
So another one would be non-judgment. So, okay, let's be honest. We all tend to judge at times. I catch myself doing this a lot in my mind, just judge, judging. And whether you judge positively or negatively, you're judging. And this is part of, uh, assum- it gives you assum- makes you have assumptions. Um, this particularly happens when we're feeling uncomfortable. So we tend to judge negatively when we're feeling uncomfortable. And I always tend to stress this point to the people I train because it's a huge uh, obstacle to, con- to, to build a relationship. Let's just say, for instance, there's someone new in your team and you look at that person and you just judge the person because of their behavior, because of just something they're up to the wrong way. But this is a person that is your colleague that you will have to work with. So what do you do? Um, How will you be able to work with that person if you've already made a judgment of that person before starting to even interact with them Um, or if you've interacted with that person and something has maybe rubbed you the wrong way and instead of asking being curious asking questions you have made conclusions for yourself so it's important to be able to just go ahead and just Try to be as non-judgmental as possible, as humanly possible. And then that will help just open doors for a better relationship. So now that we've looked at um, the importance of the intercultural, uh, the different intercultural skills that need to be developed, um, we'll have a look to see why it is important to develop these skills. And uh, I've given a few examples to illustrate this, uh, but it's important to know that the, the, the different perspectives from which we can look at intercultural uh, relations and having intercultural skills are on different levels on a global level, on a national level, and individually. So let's look at the global level. So in a post-colonial context, which is still in question because, let's be honest, the West uh, continues to exercise a form of domination over other countries, whether it's politically, economically, or culturally. Countries like China and India have put themselves on the map as new superpowers. And the emerging countries of Asia and South America are really changing the global power dynamics. As such, it's in the best interest of the West to take into account the diversity of cultures instead of dismissing them as it usually did. And of course, it goes both ways. There needs to be a reckoning and reconciling of different cultures. However, the new superpowers and the emerging countries um, are have always had to deal with this, which gives them a great advance and a great advantage when it comes to develop, developing intercultural skills. They have been developing those intercultural skills in a way or another in order to handle the power dynamics at play 
on a global scale. Also, the context of globalization plays a part in the importance of developing intercultural skills. So we often hear the saying, the world is a big village. So this might sound cliche, but there's a lot of truth to this, particularly in this golden age of technology and also the relative ease of travel. So we have access to images, information, data, uh, places, territories in a way that humanity never has before. So as we are pulled closer together, our differences either tend to disappear or amplify, depending on how we handle the situation. So having the right intercultural skills allows for neither of those things to happen. We are able to preserve the diversity of global cultures while gaining a better sense of understanding of each other. So let's look at the national scale now. So within each country, different cultural groups and identities have to be able to cohabitate. So one of the causes of conflicts within nations is a failure to create intercultural dialogue. We've seen this recently in the West, the UK, France, and the US, with police brutality against black people and minorities, the growing anti-immigration rhetoric, and the rise of a far-right leadership. It also goes to other countries in Europe and South America as well. So other regions of the world also experience national conflicts based on religious beliefs, ethnic wars, immigration, and other issues of the sort. We hear about these every day. So a part of conflict resolution has to be intercultural dialogue. Finally, let's look at the individual scale. So we are traveling so much more than the previous generations, whether, whether it's for vacations, business travel, relocation, and uh, the desire to see the world is getting greater. Well, right now it's quite difficult as um, half of the world is still in isolation, quarantine, um, whatever you want to call it due to the COVID-19 pandemic, which is quite serious. So we think about our passports, visas, languages that will be spoken where we're going, travel guides, plane tickets, insurance, and all that fun stuff. Oftentimes, we don't think about what will happen once we're there. What will the interactions be like? The conversations, the behaviors, the expected behaviors. So not being prepared can ruin the whole experience. So this is where intercultural coaching and training can allow for you to be prepared when it comes to intercultural interactions and ensure that you have the best possible experience. So whether it is on a macro or micro level, interculturality helps develop the skills and understanding that can allow for constructive and positive intercultural dialogue and interactions. So now you know why it is so important to be able to develop the skills that are needed to have intercultural 
the best intercultural interactions possible. It is not something that always comes naturally due to the fact that we might be used to a certain way of being and acting. It is something that we need to have a look at in a very deep way, profoundly, and they cannot be put on the back burner so as to avoid having conflicts and negative experiences. So guys, thank you so much for being here with me on this episode. It's episode number 10. Uh, So don't hesitate to go back and listen to other episodes. They are on Spotify and SoundCloud. Uh, If you want to continue the conversation, please go to the Instagram page at HelloCultureFlow. And you can also go to join the Facebook page, CultureFlow. In the meantime, uh, next episode in two weeks. Um, Just please stay safe and stay sane. Thank you so much for joining me.